Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Your mostly cloudy Tuesday. It's going to be breezy. Temperatures 60 to 65 degrees and expect some scattered showers, especially late day for the afternoon and evening. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Hi, it's Phil 44, Herndon 50, Foggy Bottom 50, and a few of us could be down to the low 40s overnight. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, a bill that could clear a path to bring the commanders back to D.C. is set for a House vote. A Maryland toddler killed in a shootout earlier this month. New tonight. Police make another arrest in that case. Eleven pedestrians have died on Virginia roadways in just over two weeks. I'm Kate Ryan. D.C.'s $400 million plan to revitalize downtown. I'm Nick Ainelli. Finding a way for middle schoolers to start classes later. I'm Scott Gelman. Capitals get back to winning, defeating the Senators 6-3. It's 12 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. It could be one of her last stands. On the day before Michigan's Republican presidential primary, Nikki Haley has been campaigning throughout the battleground state, trying to get voters to choose her over former President Trump. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is there. Haley has promised to stay in the race through Super Tuesday when voters in 15 states go to the polls. But a key finance source is drying up. Americans for Prosperity Action, backed by the billionaire Koch brothers, says it'll no longer spend millions to help Haley because it doesn't think she has a path to victory after the loss in South Carolina. President Biden will meet with congressional leaders at the White House to try to find a way to keep the government from closing its doors in a few days. CBS's Scott McFarlane has been following events on Capitol Hill. The deadline is pressing. March 1st, this Friday, one quarter of the federal government shuts down if there's no deal. Then the next Friday, March 8th, the other three quarters, including the Pentagon, suffer shutdowns. The president and the former president will visit the southern border this week on the same day. Mr. Biden was asked about the trip during a visit to New York City to be on a late night talk show. Plan to go Thursday. What I didn't know is... Uh... My good friend apparently is gone. Mr. Biden will visit Brownsville, Texas, to meet with Border Patrol agents, law enforcement, and local leaders. Trump is expected to be about 300 miles away in Eagle Pass, Texas. Matt Piper, CBS News, New York. Can states regulate national banks? The Supreme Court will decide, says CBS News legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. Twelve states require banks to pay interest on mortgage escrow accounts, but Bank of America is arguing that since it is a national bank, it is protected under the Dodd-Frank Act because under the statute, the bank has to have complete control over the account. Taylor Swift's Australian tour has ended on a sour note. She performed to a sellout crowd in Sydney, but hours later, it's alleged, her father assaulted a photographer. The Taylor Swift camp says two individuals began pushing, grabbing and threatening prior to the claimed assault. The group left within seconds, hoping it would all wind down. Swift's Australian tour is now officially over. Scott Mayman for CBS News, Canberra, Australia. The Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx is going to be tuition-free. Former Professor Ruth Gotsman has given the school a billion dollars. Tuition had been more than $59,000 a year. The 93-year-old Gotsman is the widow of Wall Street investor David Gotsman. She's been affiliated with the college for 55 years now and chairs its board of trustees. This is CBS News. 
Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. It's 12.03 a.m. Tuesday, February 27th. It's 47 degrees, mostly cloudy lows in the lower 40s overnight. Hello and good morning. I'm Rich Hunter. The top local stories we're following this hour. Our top local story this hour is the House is set to take up a bill this week that will decide the fate of the old RFK Stadium site and potentially the next home of the Washington Commanders. The RFK Memorial Stadium Campus Revitalization Act will hit the House floor Wednesday, according to a spokeswoman for D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton. She is co-sponsoring the bipartisan legislation along Representative James Comer of Kentucky. The spokeswoman posted on X that the bill would, quote, allow the land where RFK Stadium sits crumbling to be used for a new stadium, parks, commercial, or residential purpose. Uh, the bill would let D.C. enter a 99-year lease on the site with the National Park Service, meaning the city would redevelop the area or possibly use the land to lure the commanders to build their next stadium there. A fifth person now faces murder charges in connection with a shootout in Langley Park earlier this month that left a two-year-old boy dead. The 25-year-old Nilsson Granados Treo uh, is charged with first and second-degree murder in the death of Jeremy Poo Caceres. The boy's mother was also hit by stray gunfire and survived. The shooting happened the night of February 8th as two groups exchanged gunfire, striking the toddler and his mother, who were walking nearby. It has been a deadly year so far on the roads in some parts of northern Virginia. WTOP's Kate Ryan reports. According to Virginia State Police, there have been 20 pedestrians killed since the start of the year. And as of Monday, there were 11 in just over two weeks. Matt Demline, a spokesperson with the state police, told WTOP. There really hasn't been a pattern. They, they varied in all types of conditions. But the data shows there were two in Prince William County. Demline says police urge drivers to use extra caution when visibility is an issue, yield to pedestrians in a crosswalk, and never pass a stopped vehicle at a crosswalk. Police also say pedestrians should cross at crosswalks or intersections and never assume that drivers can see you. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. It's 12.05. D.C.'s downtown area has not been nearly as busy as it was before the pandemic. City leaders say something has to be done to attract more visitors and residents. And they're proposing a five-year plan that will cost hundreds of millions of dollars. D.C. leaders released new details about a $400 million plan to revitalize downtown. The biggest chunk of funding, $82 million, would be dedicated to driving up numbers of visitors by improving streetscapes, cultural districts, and the arts. The plan includes $54 million for adding and improving parks and open spaces, $45 million for attracting and retaining new office users, and $31 million for public safety initiatives. Mayor Muriel Bowser. While we recognize the need to adapt and pivot, we don't want to send the message that our downtown is a ghost town because it's far from it. Though she says intervention is needed as annual tax revenue generation in downtown D.C. has already fallen by more than $200 million since 2019. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Student grades and behavior tend to improve when they start the school day later in the morning, according to the latest research. That's why Fairfax County is considering ways to push back middle school start times without causing headaches for parents and bus drivers. The goal is to have all middle schools in Fairfax County start at or later than 8 a.m. Right now, they start at 7.30. We have documented research that shows things like 
a later school start time can be equivalent to an additional couple months of education. Tatia Prieto was with the group helping the county figure out ways to implement a possible change. They are going through biological changes and that includes changes to their preferred and, and most beneficial sleep patterns. But the challenge will be finding a way to make a change that doesn't require more buses or impact other school start times. There's not a lot of extra cash laying around. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. New start times could be in place by the 2025-26 school year. The Fairfax Connector strike continues Tuesday. This means bus service will remain suspended and riders should seek alternative transportation arrangements. More than 600 Fairfax County bus op- uh, Fairfax Connector bus operators and mechanics have been on strike since Thursday of last week in protest against contractor Transdev for what their union calls unfair labor practices. They are pushing for higher pay, more sick leave, and retirement security. Uh, Monday, the union and uh, Transdev met, met to continue contract negotiations, but did not reach an attentive agreement. Federal mediators are expected to attend the next scheduled session of contract talks on March the 6th. Coming up after traffic and weather, key inflation numbers are coming out later this week. It is 12.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's say good morning to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Rich. Good morning, everyone. The major slow spot continuing around the DMV is in the V part. That's in Virginia, southbound 95. You've got the uh, bridge re- bridge deck repair work south of Dale Boulevard, the center lane, right lane blocked. And this is causing delays coming south of the Prince William Parkway. Road work on northbound 95 between Lorton Road and the Fairfax County Parkway. Right lane, right shoulder closed, not seeing major delays because of this. And down in the Fredericksburg area, northbound 95 between Plank Road, Virginia 3, heading north of Warrington Road, uh, USF. Right lane, right shoulder block because of new road construction. There is a rate delay on the inner loop of the Beltway. This is because of the work zone that is south of the Dulles Tow Road heading north of the Georgetown Pike. Lanes to the right are blocked. Only the far left lane is open, but tra- traffic volume beginning to ease a little bit. So while the delays are there, they're not quite as severe as they were earlier. And there are also some delays continue in Prince George's County, northbound 295. The BW Parkway right at the Beltway, one lane getting by that work zone. Earlier delays coming north of Grand Bell Park pretty much all cleared out. And once you clear the Beltway in Maryland, the ride on 295 heading into on the 695 interchange is clear. No problems either side of 95 between the two Beltways. Go electric to Fitzway looking for an electric car. Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ionic, or the Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at Fitzmall.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And now let's go to 7 News uh, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Not that cold at all this morning, and it will be another mild day, feeling more like spring. Temperatures this morning between 45 and 50 degrees, and later today will be up into the lower to mid-60s, 60 to 65 degrees. Now, there is a chance for some scattered showers around the area today. We'll go from isolated to more scattered showers late. Your best chance of rain will come late morning through the afternoon and evening hours. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we're at 47 in Gaithersburg, 47 in Arlington, and 47 degrees outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. 
Let's say good morning to Joan Doniger. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Wall Street's a bit antsy this week, waiting for some key inflation data to arrive. The Federal Reserve's preferred inflation gauge is due out the day after tomorrow. And after the jump both in consumer and producer prices this month, investors may be looking to Thursday's numbers to see how bad the threat of reflation could be and what that means for the timing of interest rate cuts. U.S. Steel has signed a non-disclosure agreement with Nippon Steel to allow talks about Nippon Steel's takeover of the iconic. American steel producer to continue. The United Steelworkers Union is opposed to the almost $1.5 billion deal. The union can't block the acquisition, but it can ramp up political pressure in this election year on President Biden to block it. The Biden administration is looking to stop the merger of two huge supermarket chains, Kroger and Albertsons. The FTC is suing on grounds a merger would reduce competition and result in higher food prices as well as lower wages for workers. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. And coming up on WTOP, it's been said that most consumers who want EVs already have them. Why is that? We will go in-depth with the Washington Post for more next. It is 12-12. Hey, boss, what's got you so down today? We just lost another customer to Diamonds Direct. Guy's been with us for years. Went over there, and, well, now he's in love with those people. I don't know what they do. Want me to go secret shop Diamonds Direct again, sir? Remind me what we learned the last time you did that. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're really good, sir. They got like 10 times the selection we have. They have those top designers that we're not allowed to carry. They're telling people the inside secrets on how to buy diamonds. They give free service on stuff like cleaning and sizing, the things you charge extra for. And they're nice people. Everybody's smiling over there. Okay, okay, stop. I know, I know. It's impossible to compete with Diamonds Direct. I mean, even my accountant just upgraded his wife's engagement ring there and got her a three carat. Wait a minute. I thought your brother was your accountant. He is. Are you getting all you deserve from your jeweler? You might be surprised. Maybe it's time to get the value, the selection, the quality, the education, and the service you deserve at Diamonds Direct. Get details, showroom hours, directions, and more at DiamondsDirect.com. It's 1213. Here's Vlad Bakalu, Senior Vice President, Strategic and Technical Solutions at Amentum, in the new series, Top Voices, Creating a Safer, Smarter, Cleaner World, sponsored by Amentum. We have different concepts within digital engineering, and Amentum offers advanced engineering and mission support systems to our clients in different sectors, from um, defense to intelligence to uh, homeland security and even space. To hear more of this interview, Visit federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Amentum. At Amentum, we solve the world's most complex challenges. When the U.S. military accelerates hypersonics technology. When our nation safely remediates and cleans up nuclear waste. When the DOD modernizes digital systems. When smart and scalable clean energy is essential. When unmanned systems require enhanced capabilities. Amentum is there. Creating better outcomes for a safer, smarter, cleaner world. Amentum. Solving what's next. Learn more at Amentum.com. Coming up, a very well-known group with origins in the Confederacy could lose their tax-free status in Virginia with a bill going to the desk of Governor Glenn Youngkin. More news in 60 seconds. This place has a pulse. You hear it in the canopy. Feel it in the ground. Life, fully illuminated, engulfs you. From the birds singing in the treetops above to the tiniest insects in the soil below. You take a deep, cleansing breath, filling your lungs with the essence of the forest. Now, imagine it's all gone. Healthy, life-giving forests reduced to nothing. 
No singing birds, no lush canopy, and water and food in short supply around the world. Time is running out to protect our forests, and without our love, they can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our forests. Visit World Wildlife Fund at wwf.org slash love. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 1215. I'm Rich Hunter. Thanks for being with us. Roughly speaking, most of the Americans who wanted to get their electric cars have already done so. And the rest of us, well, we're just waiting. There seems to be a great fascination with electric cars. They draw crowds at auto shows, for example. But people are not ready to buy them in a lot of cases. WTOP's Dimitri Sotis asked Gene Whalen, uh, global business reporter with the Washington Post, why that is. There's a caveat, which is that the sales are still growing. They grew by 50% last year from a low base for electric vehicles. So people are definitely still buying them. But the growth is slowing down, and it's not what the automakers projected it would be at this point. And that's because they are starting to transfer from the early adopters, the like tech enthusiasts, to more of just the regular market. And in the regular market, more people have concerns about the availability of public charging, about batteries range about, am I going to have to do something different with my life? Am I going to have to change or be inconvenienced by this in any way? And if so, then I'd rather just stick with what I know, which is a gasoline car or in some cases a hybrid. So the technology is just running up against more regular shoppers who aren't willing to make any sacrifices in order to go electric. You mentioned the plug-in hybrids. Do we know whether people are actually plugging them in or treating them like a strictly gas-burning car? I suppose the not maybe a study done this would be more anecdotal yeah i don't i don't know i mean i i would assume that if they're buying a plug-in hybrid they are plugging it in at home and getting that plugins get like 30 to 35 miles of electric only range when they're all charged up and for a lot of people that's enough to get to and from work or you know to the grocery store and back or to grandma's house and back without needing to use any gas so i assume that if they've got a plug-in they're using the plug but it does then kick over into a gasoline motor once you've used up the all-electric charge. And that's the safety net right there. If you do go a little beyond your routine, you've got a gas station nearby to to fill up. So there's the uh, security. Uh, I believe one person at a car show told you we need another 10 years to be ready for electric cars and trucks. What do experts that you're speaking with tell you? Yeah, so that was the mood on the floor at the Pittsburgh Auto Show. A lot of people had that view that the technology is a little early. You know, the the people who are experts in this technology are generally enthusiasts. They're they're engineers and people who've really embraced the technology, and they love it, and, um, you know, they many of them have gone full electric and they say once you go electric you'll never go back because the cars really do accelerate faster, the ride is smoother, you're not giving off any tailpipe pollution, no tailpipe emissions from EVs which really is a huge benefit to air quality and to people who have asthma and other lung diseases. So they're all in on electric but they do recognize that the lack of public charging stations for now is a barrier for some people and a lot of people live in apartments and condo buildings where they don't have their own garage and a place to put a charger. And so experts also recognize that that's a barrier. And we know we all need to come up with ways for, for people who live in apartments to charge reliably. So I think they recognize that regular consumers have questions and concerns still. That's Gene Whalen, global business reporter with The Washington Post. 
A quick look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. President Biden says an Israel-Hamas ceasefire could come as soon as next week. The Supreme Court seems skeptical over social media restrictions put in place in Florida and Texas. Ukraine's allies meet in Paris. What France's president says about military support. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. We now 1218. Traffic and weather on the hits. Let's go to Ken Berger at in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Rich. We've got uh, some congestion on the westbound side of 66 around the uh, junction with US 29 and Virginia 124, exit 72 in Arlington. This is because of road work, bridge inspection operations, the right shoulder also crowding the far right lane is an all day enclosure. This is causing a brief slowdown. Westbound 66 after the Roslyn Tunnel, left lane getting by the work zone. Then outside the Beltway, westbound 66, east of Virginia 28 in Centerville, heading to just west of Virginia 28 for maintenance operations at left lane and the right lane are alternating closures. The slowing continues in Virginia, southbound 95. This is because of bridge deck repair south of Dale Boulevard. The center lane and the right lane are closed. Delays are still there coming south of the Princeway and Parkway, uh, but they do seem to be easing a little bit. The uh, slowing that was on the inner loop because of the road work starting south of the toll road heading north of the Georgetown Pike. Still seeing a minor delay there, but it does seem to be getting better, and no major lingering delays in Prince George's County at that other major work zone on the northbound side of the BW Parkway right at the Beltway. Delays pretty much all gone coming north of Grand Belt Park. Other do, other work zones in Maryland include at the Bay Bridge in Anne Arundel County. Eastbound span is closed. Two-way operations on the westbound span. Also in Anne Arundel County and Pasadena, southbound Maryland to Ritchie Highway between Madary Road and White Road. The right lane is blocked. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And now let's go to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. For Forecasting two more mild days coming our way, feeling a lot like spring before it's back to reality for Thursday and Friday, the end of the week. It's definitely going to feel cold. Right now, this morning, we've got 45 to 50 degrees out there with a little patchy fog. Later today, mostly cloudy skies, so not nearly as pretty. But our temperatures will be between 60 and 65 degrees. Expect isolated showers starting mainly late morning and continuing throughout the afternoon with some scattered showers hours right through the evening. Higher chance of rain comes on Wednesday, especially late. It's a steady rain from 3 to 8 p.m. and a gusty wind, too, with winds around 30 to 40 miles per hour. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now it's 47 degrees outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Gutter Helmet. Don't overlook your home's gutter system. Call Gutter Helmet by Lednor Home Solutions at 888-5-HELMET. Coming up on WTOP, one area school system is taking new action to keep drugs out of their schools. That story in the minutes ahead. It is 1222. Being prepared and nimble are essential to protecting data, assets, and creating an environment that is compliant and safe for end users. James Carnell, Red River Cybersecurity Practice Lead, explains the company's approach to cyber in the series Top Voices, sponsored by Red River. The sophisticated organization has to start with, okay, let's let's do a bit of an audit here, see what we have, see what compliance regulations we have to map to, and see where they overlap. And essentially, again, this is one of these areas where zero trust being spoken about can help an organization sort of do that initial assessment and map to those 
areas of compliance and also meet some of their protection goals from the adversary point of view. To learn more about cybersecurity support from Red River, visit redriver.com. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it from your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know. Good news on gas prices. The local news you need to know. This just in. Or the traffic you want to avoid. Avoid 66 if you can. WTOP News. Facts matter on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. It's 1223. Legislation that would end tax benefits for the United Daughters of the Confederacy is on its way to Governor Glenn Youngkin, who has not said whether he supports it. The Richmond-based women's group has helped erect many of the country's Confederate monuments. On Monday, the Democratic-led House of Delegates gave final passage to a bill that would eliminate both a recordation and property tax exemption for the group. A separate companion measure that reached final passage last week also eliminates those exemptions. The bills move through the legislature with mostly party-line support and relatively little debate. Opponents to the legislation called it discriminatory, but supporters argued that tax benefits are out of line with 21st century values. Soon, dogs will be scanning for drugs in some local schools. Loudoun County Public Schools is partnering with the Sheriff's Office and the Leesburg Police Department for random canine team searches in high school buildings. Starting next month, This will happen without advance notice. After a scan takes place, families will get information in a community message. He was one of the most recognized voices in local sports, and you may have listened to him for decades here on WTOP. Senior Sports Director Emeritus Dave Johnson does play-by-play for the Washington Wizards, and for 27 years, he was the voice of D.C. United. Now, a big honor for Dave. And now for Brandis, a shot, oh, it's in the net! Over the weekend, D.C. United named the broadcast booth at Audi Field the Dave Johnson Broadcast Booth. It's really been a dream come true. Dave says he grew up watching the Washington Diplomats play soccer at RFK. And to be a a part of a a team, D.C. United, with unity in its name. He says his biggest honor was his relationship with the fans. It's about community and connections. I was lucky enough to connect with supporters. And that's the real joy of being behind the mic. Neil Loggenstein WTOP News. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. And here's Rob Woodfork. The Capitals wore special black jerseys to the arena to commemorate Black History Nights and then wore out the Ottawa Senators 6-3 to help commemorate a special night for John Carlson. The 34-year-old passed Callie Johansson for the most games by a defenseman in franchise history with 984. And right as the tribute video showed up on the video board, he scored his 145th goal to pass Sergei Gonchar for the second most by a Capitals defenseman. Yeah, it's a huge accomplishment. I think it's a lot of games in, the, in a really good league and I'm glad to do it with one team, and that's that's a special thing for a player. But to Coach Spencer Carberry... He's going to go down in history as one of the greats of all time in this organization and arguably a, a hockey Hall of Famer with what he's been able to do in his career and what he continues to do, even at his age and where he's at in his career, playing the most minutes 